It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome back to the Brad Foe Show. It's a Who Says No with a full gang minus Rob because he's going to be traveling out for this Red Sox away trip. But the Red Sox just finished up their homestead on a positive note after starting things on what was back to us saying that they are the mid Sox. I still think they're hovering around that mid Sox, but they cap off a Mariners series win and on a high note. Would you guys say I, I that was a pretty decisive win to cap it off uh, the night before winning nine, four tonight winning 12 to three, 12 to, 12 to three. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. I'll be honest. I tuned away and I started watching the Celtics as soon as that got started because that Red Sox game was over. The bats showed up tonight. They were looking like how they were looking before that Cardinals series. I'm feeling good still. I don't know where you guys are sitting. We now we're going to tease this. We're going to get to it eventually. We now kind of know what the pitching staff is going to look like for maybe the next month, I'd say. Uh, before we start getting more guys back from the IL, so I'm feeling good. Well, I'm feeling. That, oh, that may not oh, be true. We're that hold- may not be true. Okay, because once Whitlock comes back, you're right back in the same spot. You got, and he's coming back. He's making one more start in AAA on Sunday, and then he's back, and then you're right back up to six starters. They're gonna have to make another decision. Okay, so I was feeling good, and when I'm feeling good, do you know what I'm yelling? McFarland. Oh, true, true, true. There we go, baby. Pat, what? Would it be? Would it be a company I, man? Would I it be a company so man? I McFarlane, so this, this podcast Pat, is powered tonight. by McFarlane. Gordo going to Seattle, possibly, will be powered by McFarlane. Who knows? Oh, it's happening. We're gonna be we, filling everyone, those engines with McFarlane. Um, we all know the Celtics could use some McFarlane energy. Tonight. Yeah, that that was bad. That was. Bad showing last night. That's why we're not going to be talking. This is a Red Sox podcast, sir. We're not Sox talking about the shooty Sox hoops. had the energy. Sox had the energy. Sox were feeling that McFarland stuff. Uh, but as you just brought up, Gordo, as great as we might be feeling coming off of this series, there's things to consider. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to just start right with the Pavetta stuff? Cora made his yeah. decision uh, after tonight's game. Um, and it was kind of already, I think, leaning that way. He had mentioned beforehand, I believe yesterday or uh, two days ago on Wednesday, he had made, he'd alluded to like his role as a utility player and how he just had to bite the bullet um, and like just be a company man and do whatever needs to be done to get the win. Uh, to Last night, Cora makes the decision. Uh, Pavetta is going to be heading to the pen uh pavetta when asked he's giving that same company line now he's going to do whatever he can to help this team i guess who says no to that are you are you buying his his emotions on that that he's just kind of like all right this is where i am now uh or do you think he's got a little fire under him to get back into that starting role if that is still a possibility for him doesn't matter 
I, I don't think it matters. I mean, yeah. he's, he would, he would, he yeah, he has no decision ERA at 6.3 now as a starter. Um, he really doesn't have a choice either. He's a company man and does what the team needs him to do, or he see ya. I mean, there's, he's, he's out of options, so he better be a company man. Yeah, no, I think it would be one thing if this is kind of out of the blue and then he kind of voiced like, oh, yeah, like he'll do what's good for the team. He's been very adamant since spring training that he would not be open to relieving. And now all of a sudden, I, I don't think there was a sudden change of heart that that quick. And I think that, that he – maybe Cora told him there's a way that – Oh, like guy goes down, like you're first in line, whatever. Like, cause I mean, the rotation has been healthy all year, but if this is the, like, if this is the end game for better out of the pen. I, I think we, we might even trade before the deadline. If he is there that long, he might like genuinely force his way out. If he hates, if he just, as he said months prior, if he hates it that much, that might be the only option. We well, here's the thing: is he's he can hate it all he wants, but if he doesn't perform, like he's not going to get a starting spot on the Red Sox or any other team. So he, like, he may hate it. He, I'm sure he hates it. He said he would hate it like a week ago. Oh, he but, said that he can't understand it. There's a difference yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. What can't you understand, <laughs> man? What are you to, not understanding? Yeah. He's going to have to perform there if he wants if he wants an opportunity to start for the Red Sox. Like because if he's not performing there, and he's not stretched out all the way, and Cutter's not stretched out of the way, but Cutter's performing. If guys go down, like why is Cutter not going to get that opportunity? So Pavetta's going to have to perform. Like whether he wants an opportunity here or if he wants to get traded. Like if he posts a six whatever ERA he has, like that's just he's not going to get what he wants. So he's going to have to pitch. He's going to have to pitch well. He might cut that ERA in half now that we're saying, you know, trade Pavetta because our track history mean. with, you know, saying guys need a change of scenery um, doesn't really work out. But, I mean, it works out for the Red Sox favor. Um, what do you think? I mean, what, what team would actually want to? It would have to be a trade. I can't see them just, like, cutting ties with Pavetta. That's way too much to, like lose on that especially after what just happened with brazier like at some point you need to start getting return on these guys that aren't working out i he might turn into i mean like say what a month down the road how much of a leash are you giving pavetta in that pen not i mean that's a tough question um it, it depends on where the team's at as well like if the team is just like melting down a month from now you give him a little bit of a longer leash because he's under contract but I mean, this I don't see this team having that type of yeah, meltdown. Yeah, me neither. Like even with like our concerns about the pitching, yeah. it, if anything, like we just said, like you're going to start having guys come back, and the the biggest issue is figure out what guys are better to have in that if, spot. If he's not having success in the bullpen, people people will laugh at this. I really do think they could get something for him in a trade. It's not going to be anything crazy, but a team like Oakland who in a vacuum would love to trade maybe a relief pitcher or a bench piece or a minor leaguer for a starting pitcher. Sure. They do that. Tampa Bay would probably give you something small um, to work with him. I mean, he's got a decent fastball, nasty curveball. There's stuff to work with. He's got that crazy good extension. I know teams are looking at that now extension rate. He's like 90th percentile or something like that. I don't know what that means, but teams love it. So I think you could get something for them, but it's not going to be crazy. That extension, that's like that's like 
yeah. how far forward you're throwing yeah. the ball. Like Whitlock throws the ball really close to the plate. He's got that really long. Really extension. Extension. You know who else? Yeah. Uh, Winkowski. He's always Winkowski had, had the biggest increase yes. in extension. It biggest or like second biggest. He's up there um, in extension. So kind of like it must do something. It must be useful. I mean, you're closer to the hitter, but Pavetta has that going for him. So that's how much we're <laughs> that's how much we're reaching to try to find uh, extract value out of this guy with his 6.3 ERA. No, but I think you're right. I think you're right, though. I think he's got another year of control. I mean, the Red Sox, when they traded for him, it was a similar situation in Philadelphia. They wanted to put him in the pen. He didn't. He wasn't open to it. They worked with him in the minors a little bit, ended up dealing him to the Red Sox, who and the Red Sox worked with him in the minors and got him to the point where they felt comfortable bringing him back up. Like, obviously, no more options. So, like, you'd be working with him at the big league level, but... I'm sure there's teams, you know, he's always before, I guess before now he was kind of an analytics darling. Like all those, all those teams were interested in him and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I think there, there is a team somewhere that, that would take him and that would actually be interesting for the Red Sox at the deadline. Cause that would be a way to give themselves some wiggle room to add some salary. If they could get a team to take Pavetta and then it obviously would free up money next year. I mean, obviously you could just non-tender him in the, in the off season if you wanted to do that, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a million different options you could take with him, and like I'm sure they are going to try him out in like several different bullpen roles just to see if you can get any value from him there. Like, hopefully, you strike gold, and he's the next Josh Winkowski. But I mean, that's that's a not. I don't think it's a likely outcome. But I know yeah, a lot of people I, are a lot more optimistic than I am there. I think San Diego makes sense too. I feel like I think their four and five stars are both relievers already. I think Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo are there. Two back-end starters. Yeah. So, like, another flyer on a guy like that, but who is actually thrown starting innings for a and bottom-of-the-organization prospect, I don't think San Diego would mind taking that risk at all. But if you can get anything for him, it's a win. I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm so sick. Yeah. It's the attitude yep. for me that does it. Like, the poutiness and everything, I can't stand that. It's like, you're so fortunate to be a major league baseball player and to be playing for the Red Sox too. I know I'm biased, but like you're at Fenway park half the season, like stop pouting, man. I would kill to be in that guy's position. I'm sure all of us would. And he's like acting like his life is, Oh, oh, oh. and of course we don't know what's going on behind the scenes with him, but baseball wise, it's just frustrating. Like, man, go to the bullpen, be happy about it, pitch well, and we'll all love you again. Like we did in 2021. So please do you, I mean like, but like, that's the thing is, do you think that's a product of like, since 2021 now like he now has no really like sustainable life in baseball where like he's really like ambiguous when it comes to his role of like i don't know where i actually belong so when it comes to that contract part of my life and teams are kind of like well we don't really know where you belong either so we don't want to give you a whole lot of money like i get where he's coming from in that sense find a niche but it's also like hey yeah but it, it and to that point, it's kind of like, well, if you wind up on a successful team and like when you're in this whole floating like back between like the starting position and the bullpen position, you've now been to the playoffs. If they make it to the playoffs this year, he can now say I've been to the playoffs mm-hmm. twice from that role. So it's just kind of like, well, how am I going to be paid? Well, I'm going to be paid being the utility guy that you can put in any slot and be exactly like you and can it's rely valuable. on me. So like that, yeah. that, like that is the thing It's just like, you have to look at it as what's going to be the positive in the situation exactly. where I think, are we, are we just his 
therapist yeah. now? Is that what we're we preventive just did? therapists? Yeah. We're preventive I hope this therapists. is what they're telling them. Well, then going off what Coop was just saying is like there is value in being like that expandable option. Zach Eflin came out of the bullpen for the Phillies in the playoffs last year. He just got a 30, whatever it was, $8 million contract. Multi-year, yeah. too. Security as well. Wait. It's like, what, yeah. what gets paid more? Yeah. A starter with a six ERA or a very good reliever? Not even very good, just a solid Man. reliever who can go multiple innings. It's a no-brainer. Another example out of Philadelphia, Matt Strom right now. Like Matt Strom was tested at like the starting yeah. position. He's been in the bullpen position. Very nice guy to the Bradfoe show, so he would... Throw him love. We're glad that he got paid by Dombrowski. Um, it's just like there is Joe like, Kelly. I think Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. Yeah, between like being like long relief. Joe Kelly's and, like, a great example. Yeah, he went actually. from a starter. He he didn't necessarily. No, want I'm to sure go he didn't. Bank. He was a yeah. like a highly but, touted starter for a while. Didn't work out. Went to the bullpen. Had success and got multiple contracts out of it. And he's still going. He got he, two rings. Right. He's got two rings out of it. He he consistently reinvents like his pitching style every offseason just to make sure that he gets paid so like that is like that is just what baseball is now especially with analytics is just like what can i do to maximize my efficiency for this team and also maximize my profit Mm -hmm. while playing for this team so i maybe that is a trend like maybe pavetta is like the first not casualty but first like experiment of this is what's going to be going on with players and like players some players need to accept mm-hmm. that role. Like, I mean, you don't see guys going complete games anymore. Like Waka going seven shutout innings, complete or like perfect inning. It was seven perfect last correct? year. Yeah, seven perfect. Yeah, like, no, this the other day. Or are you talking about? He did it like two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was seven perfect. Yeah, it got broken up in the air. Like seven per like. Perfect is obviously like the feat in it, but like just going seven innings is kind of a feat in its own now. Like you don't have those guys anymore that can go the distance just because that is where the game is going. You want guys that can just get through like two two times through the order fast. And then you do rely on those bullpen pieces. So like Pavetta, like bitching, it it doesn't make sense. Like just accept your role. Good good segue, Coop. Yeah, I'd like. Can I pose a question to everyone? You, you, you're talking yes. about. Um, I just want to. I want to move on from Pavetta, if that's okay with everyone, because I have a. Uh, I'm fine. I feel like we've 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 covered yeah. Pavetta pretty well. Um, so, different situation. Tanner Houck. I'm. Uh, I'm pretty torn. I think I know which way I'm leaning. Starter reliever, at least for this year. But like, interesting situation, man, with that guy because he's unhittable for three innings. And then usually it unravels. Yeah. And we, uh, about a month ago, we had brought up how can like, kind of like what the question. We have flip-flopped a lot. Right. Of yeah. this I'm still, I, I'm still staying firm on where I stand on this. I, I know how I answered last time, uh, but Gordo, I'm curious where, 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 you where at, your Coop? head is at right now. Yeah. Where I'm at. How to the bullpen, okay. baby. Okay. When he's in the bullpen, he dominates. Like he, that's the thing. Like I, it's not that I don't want him starting because I think he can develop into a good starter. It's just the role that he's really good at is being able to eat up like two innings in that pen and really bridge that gap of like I was just saying. The starter is not the starter anymore. So if you get to the fifth inning, you bring in Hauk, he can get you to the seventh, that, like clean that as can be. Valuable. 
That's all I want. I that's all that's a valuable I want. role, right, Coop? Like, that is so big for this right? team. That's right, that's a now. valuable role. Two innings out of the bullpen. You listening, Pavetta? Valuable role. <laughs> Very valuable. That's hey, we value yeah, you. Nick. We hey, you belong to Nick. us. Hey, if he can throw two good innings out of the pen consistently, we will value you. Like, come on, Gordo, we love that. Yeah, like, Gordo, Gordo will at, start campaigning for you to go to the All Star game. That's how Coop, much I don't. Value do you it. remember we were like a week and a half into the season, and it was when we were on the radio, and and Rob asked me who's like who are you, who have you been most impressed with so far, and I said Josh Winkowski, and it was just from him doing that role. So like, come on, Nick Nick Pavetta, I will give you, you love on this show. Nick? You hear that, if, Nick? Yeah, come on. If you, if you can throw me two good innings out of the pen every few days, I will give you some serious love. You want and that Gordo love, Pavetta? You go to the bullpen, you succeed. You won't get the starter contract, but hey, you'll get our love, you'll get baby. That Gordo love. You'll get that. You'll get that sweet, sweet Bradfo who says no. <laughs> Pat looks love. freaked out. <laughs> Pat, where do you stand on this? Where, what do you want from Hauk? No, I agree. I think that there's been enough trial and error in a sense where he, at this point in time, he's more valuable out of the bullpen to go two, three shutdown innings. I mean, we saw it in 21. He came out of the pen in 2021. He piggybacked Sale, one of the games where he got blown up. It went like three or four shutout. Like, that's invaluable. Playoff game? Yeah. Yeah, the 2021 LDS. Yeah. Like, it's invaluable. Like, if you have a starter who gets shelled, it's so, it's good to know that you can hold a plug early and still get meaningful innings out of one of your relievers for whether it be two or three, mm-hmm. four innings. And I think Hauk is like, hold up. Do you want to kill a starter? Yes. You're pulling the plug on a start. Dude, that's messed up. Are you listening? Corey Kluber? <laughs> oh Ooh. my God. Like, to be fair, he's the closest to that situation. Yeah, um, no, I definitely is. But no, that makes sense because like, is I think we all agree. This is where baseball is going. You, I'm gonna differ from you. Yeah. Well, I think Gordo and that's what we need. I was getting kind of bored here. I'll be honest. We can all agree. Let's bring it home, baby. All right, Sammy. I know you're gonna agree with this point. And Coop, you said you think Tanner Houck can develop into a good starter. I yes, I do. You can't. You can't develop Tanner Houck into being a good starter without letting him work through these kinks and letting him start. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that. Important games and games in September are going to roll around, and you're going to be throwing Hauk trying to get him through that third time through the order when he's still getting shelled. Like, no, we're not saying that. But there are examples of guys who were dominant relievers and couldn't quite get through that second or third time through the order. The Astros had a couple in in Christian Javier and Jose Arquiti that have both developed into Javier's like elite now, and Arquiti's really good. You got to give him time to work through these things. I think one thing I would try, Ian Cundell said this on Twitter first, and it, it got some traction. I actually agree with it, is to try to start the game with an opener. Get get how going in like the third inning against the bottom of the order first. Maybe he can work four or five innings there. And if you've gone with the opener for two, now you're not yanking Hauk in like the middle of the fifth inning with two guys on base. You're yanking him in the seventh inning and you can decide at that point like are we going to our chris martin are we going like to the back end of the bullpen because now you're not stuck in the fifth inning needing to figure out how you're going to get out of a jam and eat the sixth inning and then close out a game the stuff is there like he he flat out 
dominates the first How good time was he against order. Seattle? The, like, that, those first few innings. He was untouchable. Oh they couldn't touch God. him. And then it just unravels. Like, I I really, it's it's hard because, like, it really does unravel. And it, and it seems to happen Fast. every single time. But, yeah, and, and really quickly. But it's just, it feels like it's just one little thing. And if he can figure out, may, maybe it's working more with, with those mm-hmm. third and fourth pitches. But it just, it feels like he is so close. And if he just jumps over this hurdle, we could have a really good starter here. And I just feel like going two innings out of the pen with him, even though two innings is valuable, it's just, it's cutting him short on his potential. That's how so, I feel about it. I agree with that. Uh, that like, it, maybe I in like, I don't know how to develop a pitcher. I, I'm just some schmuck spe- uh, speaking into like a mic. Um, but I feel like you can work like in and out. Like building, like building, I get like, yeah, like into out, like where you're building more innings into him, where eventually maybe he's hitting like three innings, like relief, and maybe you're getting him up to four. And when you're comfortable with him, like if he shows up that and that, like, you know, Kluber bottoms out after two, you put him in, in that third inning and he's able to like ride you all the way out into the eighth Mm -hmm maybe that's like the turning point. It's like, all right, well now it's time to bring him back into that starting position. Cause he can show that he can eat more than four innings, uh, in appearance. Like that's what you want. I would say that's the barometer. My other thing too is Gorda, you said like he has the stuff to be like a disgusting starter. It's about whatever. Two people came to mind when you said that Andrew Miller, I remember people were like, he has the stuff he's going to build, whatever. The second he went to a reliever, he was a several-time All-Star, like World World Series, maybe World Series champ, but like the top three reliever in baseball. And then the other one was friend of the program, mm-hmm. Joe Kelly. Joe was yeah. the same way. He he had the hundred mile an hour fastball. He had the sinker. He had the good uh, slider. Like some guys have the stuff and can't clear that hurdle. And I'm not saying how can. What is it? bad to start the transition early where he does become that's two three inning reliever that can just shut shit down i have a take on that um to what you just said pat the way i look at it and i'm i'm staying firm on this like i've said from day one i don't think this is a world series team i think it would be awesome if they made the playoffs and i think they have a real chance but just with the rotation i don't see them making a real run at the world series so when you say is it bad to start the transition early no, it's not. But why are you starting the transition early? He's only started eight games this year. I believe he has 27 major league starts since 2020. That's not that much. I think people think he's started a lot more than he actually has because he's pitched more innings than um, than said. doesn't make any sense. But he hasn't started that much. The way I'm looking at it is there's no reason to rush him. It would be great if he was a weapon out of the bullpen, but that's an evergreen thing. They could do that anytime. It's not like he's going to lose the ability to become a reliever. And what if after the All-Star game, something Including clicked? in September if they're competing. Say it again? Include, like they could, they could put him in the pen in September if they're competing and he's not really getting it done. Like Just because you're starting him now and through the All-Star break doesn't mean you yeah. can't put him in the pen It doesn't later. run out. And, and, and what, what if he clicks? What if he clicks in July or something and we go, oh my God, thank God we didn't move him to the bullpen. And what if he doesn't? Who cares? Move into the bullpen. It's not like something you lose. There's no time limit on it. You can do it whenever. I would just let the guy keep going. It's not like he's been terrible. He hasn't been great as a starter, but, I mean, he's better than Pavetta and Kluber. 
So, and that's that's honestly maybe the next that's the next thing we got to get to because that's when we watched Tanner Houck and last start the other night he went what five innings four yeah. runs and it felt like the end of the world. Yeah, even though five innings four runs is not that terrible, but it's just that when you're getting horrible starts from Pavetta and Kluber two out of every five days, like a five inning four run start from Hauk feels like it yeah, drowns the expectation you. But is much different. if you can replace, right. But now with Pavetta going to the pen and like in our perfect world, like when Whitlock comes back and you've got six guys, maybe, maybe Kluber's not one of the five that makes it. Then you've got five guys and maybe you can afford the occasional five inning four run start. Cause you're not getting six ERAs from Pavetta anymore. At, at least out of the rotation. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the other point, too. It is very situational. At this point in time, it probably makes the most sense to put Hauk in the bullpen. That being said, if Pavetta goes to the bullpen and somehow, some way you trade or cut ties with Kluber, then yes, Hauk absolutely has to be that guy in the rotation. I'm going to be honest. I've been, like I said, I've been Hauk to the bullpen for a while now. Sammy, I think he just won me over. Because <laughs> there's no... Like, I, there, but like you're absolutely right in the fact that like this is still the mid socks. This is still like the year of the unknown, where you're just kind of hoping for development. And yeah, like I would say, like after the All Star game, like that, like I wouldn't now in my head, like that's not that is my like point of all right. Now we can start thinking about whether we want to move Hulk back there or not because that it like I like I had said and like you had pointed out. I think he can develop into that whole starter position, that starting role. Um, so yeah, like he does need those reps. I mean, all la- not all last year, but a majority of last year and you know, twenty twenty one, we saw him take reps out of the bullpen, and we really haven't seen him undergo an entire season of just working out of that starting role. And this this is the year to do it, and like we have to keep remem- remembering that. Um, yeah, like the season can still be fun. The season can still be a competitive season, but I think like getting to that all-star game, that all-star weekend, like that is where we want to get by first as a team. And then we can really, we, and then the team can really start making decisions on, you know, what that whole like starting rotation will look like, what the bullpen's going to look like if they want to make that push. Cause I, I think they can be at the starting or at the all-star game and still like they could still be in last place, but I think they could still be like X amount of like games out of the wild card or like in the wild card spot in that, at that time. Like that's just how this AL East is set up to be. Yeah. And and it's not saying like, Oh, this team isn't worth like they're, they're they're not worth watching. They're not going to do anything. We're not saying that it's just saying like, look, they, they, they're kind of, in a tough spot with a luxury tax. They're not going to be able to add much at the deadline if they do add anything. I doubt they go over. It's not like this is a year they're going for it. If they somehow go on a magical run, we'll all be psyched. But staying realistic, it's a year for progression for a lot of the young guys, figuring out who your guys are, Pablo Reyes, and just, you know, building for next year. <laughs> not a pitcher. Not a pitcher. He could be. I shouldn't be laughing. He's, he, he did pitch. He, could be. he was last. He was two nights ago. Just because you do it doesn't That's mean true. That he you was are. a pitcher. He pitched. He pitched. Yeah. Brock Holt's a better pitcher. I'm going to be completely honest with you on that. The form. Well, that's not the form was not, not there. 
Brock Colt's one of the all-time greats. So, like, why are you comparing him? To Gordo, uh, Gordo that's had true. to that's uh, a tough like standard to set. Poor Gordo had to sit next to me at Fenway uh, the other night when I was just going insane about my boy Pablo Reyes, who I absolutely adore. He's my favorite player of all time. Sammy, Sammy I, also owned some moron behind us oh. who was. What was he yelling he was, at? He was, he was like, yelling something at Casas, and it's the same night that the stupid people on ESPN asked him about his mom. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was just um, it was this uh, this drunk kid behind us was like flipping out at Casas, saying like you're. Oh, he's like you're Bobby just another Dahlbeck. Bobby Dahlbeck. You're uh, a bum. Get off the field. Exactly, exactly like Bobby Dahlbeck. As someone who got to watch Bobby Dahl- Bobby Dahlbeck strike out today in West there. <laughs> Cassis is exactly like Bobby yeah, Dahlbeck. Yeah, oh my! They both Lord. play first base, bro. Uh, yeah, I was out on a date when I looked up at the TV and saw Pablo Reyes on the on the mound, and I kind of like I, under my breath, I mf'd whatever was <laughs> happening in that game. And the day, was like, huh? You okay? You all right? No, I'm not all right. Pablo Reyes is on the mound. What do you think? Show some respect <laughs> for my boy. Who's, Show who's some hitting, respect. Hey, look up at the TV. He's hitting. What's his batting average right now? Hold on. I was pulling it up while you guys were 421 for my boy, along Jeez. with sick defense and speed. How many plate what do you appearances? Have four RBIs tonight? How many plate appearances is How, that? What's the sample size? Oh, he's had a ton 20. of he's had 19 at But still. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't talk bad about my my sweet, sweet boy. No, I mean a trend's a trend. It, as Rob wanted to point out about Ryan Brazier. Um, oh. a trend's a trend. He was trending in the right direction at the end of the <laughs> season. Um, I think he was third best uh, out of left-handed pitchers or facing left-handed batters uh, between September 6th and October yep. 32nd. Yep. Um, he did yeah. that. So that's really good to see that he ended up working out that he was a good thing to keep around. Uh, we have to not see Matt Barnes. I mean, Matt Brazier. Barnes hadn't done really that well down in Miami, um, but he's doing something for Miami. And he's still he's still on that roster in Miami, yeah. so maybe that would have been nice to still have with the Red Sox, even though he kind of left under weird terms, and maybe he's not the best for the clubhouse. But I digress. Ryan Brazier is gone, baby. <laughs> How did it take us a half hour? To touch on that, we I've haven't been, talked I've since that. that. I've been sitting on that for I, so long. I R.I.P. to Ryan Brazier. No, that's mean. I, that's me. Um, I got a guy lost his job. I got some, Let's just remember that. Um, but yeah, like it, I, what happened? What did he know? What did he know? What what information did he have on Heim Plume like that just kept him around? Check the internet in a few days. Pat knows. What's I have. Some, I have some beef to settle. <laughs> okay, buddy, me too. Can I can no. I name drop? No, I saw Coop's face. I might not feel to be name drop. Why go? What? what, what Gary, this is Gary gonna be, this, this may this may be a PG thirteen to to R rating. Pete Pete Abe. Oh, feet boy went on this ridiculous Twitter rant about, yeah, I saw oh, Sox fans are so disrespectful. Do you not remember twenty eighteen? He was so good. Blah blah blah. No one denies that. I've, no one is out here saying, oh, God, like Ryan Brazier sucked in 2018 with his 1.51. No one is saying How that. many times we have I said what he did to Gary Sanchez years. was cool, okay? I, it was that cool was telling sick. him to get back in the box. That was the best. <laughs> we his are best moment. five 
five <laughs> years removed from 2018. And oh my god, I'm That's so mad. About Pete Abe is out here acting like acting like we just DFA Mariano <laughs> Rivera. I'm like, are you? Do you not watch? Have you not seen what this man has done to the Red Sox past three years? Oh, so disrespectful. He was so good. No one said he was not good in 2018. To get on your high horse and and respect the man and, oh, this man lost his job. Good for you. The man sucked. He was so bad. He he lost his... And and people are celebrating that. I mean, he lost his job, but he also made $2 million this year. The other thing, too, is like, that's like defending, like, DFAing Pablo Sandoval. You're like, oh... This man has an eating problem. Leave him alone. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It is insane. I got so mad reading that tweet the other day. I was ballistic. So, I... Coop, I think you're on mute. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it was just more spouting off about the I, same thing. That that I hated that tweet. I, so I get it. Um, I, I don't like, like... Uh, I mean, I'm glad he's gone. I don't like dislike him as a person. I mean, it just, it's probably better for him too. Like he's probably better off. Like, uh, I know we've made this joke plenty of times, but when Tampa Bay signs him and he has like a 1.3 and we're like, Oh my God, we're all gonna. Their bullpen of Jake Diekman, Zach Littell and Ryan Brazier closing out the world series. Seven, eight, nine is going to be. Diekman just just gave up a bomb, I think yesterday or today. So that made me feel a little better. Like the rays are like humans. Like they can't fix Jake Diekman who looks like a a sailor who's lost at sea when he's pitching. Like where am I? Zach Littell struck out the side yesterday. Someone may or may not have had a conversation with Heim Bloom where he might have said, watch, Deakman's just going to become like the reason they go to the World Series um, just because he he understands how Tampa Bay works. Um, yeah. I That may or may not have been a conversation that happened. Um, who knows? Yeah. So he, but, he, but he real, sees that too. Real quick, Sam, like what Sam was just saying, like, Maybe like, like it, it was mutually beneficial. Like for us, it's we got rid of an absolutely horrendous reliever. For Ryan Brazier, I mean, you can only <laughs> shit your pants in public so many times before it's embarrassing. Like it was probably to the point where he's like, "This is just, I feel disgusting. I want to leave." He, like it's probably he also has to take. We're gonna do more, like, just like what we did for Pivetta. We're doing like the therapy thing for him. I mean, the dude was like pitching in the Korean Baseball League before he won a World Series. Like, yeah, the man had like the ultimate like player arch where he ended up doing like the thing that like every ball player really sets out to do and is win a World Series. So it's kind of like, man, if this is the end of the road, like this is the end of the road. Like so many other players have not had this opportunity. And it's kind of like, yeah, dude, like at some point you just have to yeah. tip your cap and just be like, I suck. Like. Not all of us can Dude, be rich hell and pitch until we're 50 years old. He made a bunch of money. He won a World Series. Like, he'll he'll probably get another shot this year somewhere and, like, maybe turn it around. And, like, if he doesn't do it this year, then, like, we'll see what happens. Because, I mean, I doubt we see teams going nuts for him next year if we see more of the same from him this year. But, hell, I mean, yeah, hell of a journey. Like you said, Coop, like, came back, won a World Series his first year back here, pitched great that year, and you know, did some good things in 2021 and made a bunch of money in the process. So like props to him, like good career. Like a lot of, most guys would kill to have the Ryan Brazier. Yeah, he made $2 million this year. I'll never make $2 million. It's great. Good for him. 
and don't count yourself out. You're doing incredible things for a uh, one. Yeah, thank you. I get and I got a good arm. Free too. plug there. Free plug. I could uh, one championship close enough, but um, I could uh, I could fill the right. I, that's how role. much I know about ultimate fighting or mixed martial arts. Close enough. Um, yeah, I, I I think he's better off. I think every, I mean it could not have been pleasant for Ryan Brazier, like walking around Fenway with Red Sox fans. I bet he's been chirped a thousand times by, Hey buddy, you fucking stink out there. What happened in 2000? Get in the box. That was cool. It's, 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 it's a good thing that it's over. Why'd that sound like me? Why'd that sound like me? Your, uh, your Boston (laughs) accent imitation always sounds like the Italian Boston guys. I think I just, it always sounds New York. It does. It does. Uh, Yeah. It kind of, it goes a little too New York. That's something I, I never really thought of. Like, can you imagine Ryan Brazier just walking around Boston? Some of the horrendous things he must hear. He's just walking down the street. Well, him and him and his. I was going to say neck. everyone yeah. recognizes walking him down too the because street. he walks like that. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't think he's getting recognized. I. And if he does, I don't think anyone cares enough to say anything. Yeah. Like he's at that point of like irrelevancy with this team. Which is even yeah. mean. Like that's even more mean to say. Well, I mean, I like, think around Fenway. If I see him on the streets, it's like. I feel bad for him. I'm kind of like, oh man, like you're still walking around here. Like, just move out, go to the burbs. Like, no one wants you Oakland. here, man. Like, you're too old. Yeah, it's over. Go home. They told Brady he was too old. Yeah, and then he moved next to a country club that wouldn't <laughs> hey, even want if, him in there. If there's one athlete I would compare Ryan Brazier to, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> I've always said that, and I'm not just saying that because of the looks. He might. <laughs> Listen, no one counted. No one thought he could do it. They all counted him out. They both had a chip on their shoulder. Maybe Brazier was also taken in the sixth round. I they don't both know. had good trends. Good trends on both of those guys. They were trending, man. They were trending. just like in synopsis. Like, thank you for 2018. You were useless beyond that, but thank you for 2021. He was all right. I saw. Yeah, he yeah. pitched five straight days, didn't he? And he pitched five five in a row after, and he got hit in the head with a line drive in the minors. He's had oh a hell of a journey. I forgot yeah, about that, that. Was, that was Rob's biggest sympathetic moment with him because, like, he always talked about like the plate that he wore in his hat and everything. And I actually I saw Rob at the park the day that it happened, and we had like a full conversation. And it was just like this where I waited to the end, and I pointed at him, and I was like, "Hey, I was right," and um. He was just kind of like, hey man, like someone just lost their job. And like be and like he pointed again to like the whole like wearing the plate on like his helm or his hat and like the fact that like he battled back from injuries and everything. So 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 Rob had a little P Day moment himself. He didn't have a P Day. I think it was just more of the yeah, fact I that like I I didn't win that one. I'm not gonna yeah. Rob's not here to defend Look, his point because we, so we I won't be, say that I won that argument, but I think I won that argument. We can be appreciative the good stuff that he did here but also happy that it's mercifully come to an end for everyone yeah yes it's like absolutely your nana that had a whole lot of money like we're all mourning her but god damn oh. god damn we just yeah. got paid two million and that payment that payment is a roster spot in the bullpen um any final notes before we close things out here, Celtics the bad guys loss. Who we that got spot. some optimism with roster. Movement. I got a cool, uh, a cool um, thing I heard about uh, my boy Pablo Reyes. Oh. I put it in our in our group. Uh, the rumor is Joey Cora of the Pirates, Alex Cora's oh, brother. I saw this. Yeah. yeah, apparently he like he's obviously aware the Red Sox were looking for middle infield help. His brother's the manager, and he kind of 
I don't know how you put this, but he said to Alex, like, hey, check out Pablo Reyes. He's in AAA on uh, with Oakland. I guess he had one of those upwards mobility clauses, however the Red Sox got him. And uh, here he is, best shortstop in Red Sox history. And uh, everyone's favorite player, my favorite player, probably starting the All-Star game uh, for the American League. So, yeah. And you want to see what Adam DeVall yeah. said today? June 9th, right? No. June 9th, what? Yankees. That's his, that's his return. Or he's, he's, Shut yeah. up, is no, it? No, it's his target. His ideal his return. Target. Target. The I, first um, day he's eligible to come I, off of the uh, IL, so that's why he picked that date. 60 day, yeah. I guess I'll use this opportunity to uh, also announce that on June 9th, I will also be available to play at Yankee Stadium. In, Are you doing the media? I'm doing the, the media, media game? game, baby. I'm back, unless oh. this also gets rained out again. Um, so that's going to be me and Adam Duvall, one of a kind. So, do, you, do you hit lefty? I don't. I Dang. hit righty. I know that this. I know this lineup needs a lefty bat. I I can't. You help could hit there. lefty at Yankee Stadium. All you have to do is make contact, and it's gone. I think I could put one out righty. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta I gotta yank the hell out of it. But I. You, I think you said I it's at Yankee it. Stadium, right? It's gonna the opening. So the way that they do it, it's actually really cool. Um, really like, yeah, it's gonna be cheesy. Honored to say that I get to like participate in it. Uh, but the Red Sox and the Yankee uh, beat and media, um, they do a media game for the opening series of the year and the closing series of the year, which always tend up end up being like alternating sites. So, uh, opening series Yankee Stadium media game will be there June 9th. If you're there, let me know. Come say hi. Uh, maybe I'll put on a show for you. Maybe I'll try and get you in. I'd have to know ahead of time, uh, and just let's act like we're friends, and I'll get you in. Um, but on the other note, Fenway will be the second one around. Oh, I'll be uh, there. Which is the difficult, that's the difficult one to get into for media. Everyone wants to play at Fenway Park. Uh, no one wants to play at Yankee Stadium. They don't want to play at the, the house that the taxpayers built or the house that Ruth built. The house that Judge just kind of moved into. He He's squatting. It's just squat is right. It's the house that. Aaron Judge squatted rights to that's Hideki Matsui's casa. Is it? Yeah. I it wouldn't it technically be a uh, World Series MVP the last time the Yankees won the World Series, which was 13 years ago, I think three presidents ago, and before like iPhones were popular, and uh yeah. So it's been a long time for them. I missed you. When was the Yankee Stadium built? Nine. When was the new Yankee Stadium? Oh nine was the first season. It, they were it's one the for house Hideki built. It's the house that Okay. Congrats to Hideki. <laughs> he deserves that. We should just force that, that so genuine. If we can get all that, was, that sounded like so really like congrats to Hideki. Congrats to Hideki. <laughs> he earned that. Um, if we can have everyone tweet out, it, yeah. if you're listening at this point, I know Zoid is. That dude's always listening. Hideki. Um, Who? Uh, Zoidberger. Oh, yeah. What about him? You, I'm sure that you guys have seen him lurking. He listens all through everything. So I'm just saying, if you're listening right now, go ahead and tweet at the Bradfoe Show. Uh, hashtag thank you Hideki, uh, the house that Hideki built. There we go. I was gonna say the house. That should it Hideki be? Should built. it be the hashtag that? Or no, it should just be. Could be Hideki's house. Hideki's no, house. thank you Hideki. I love that. What should, thank you Hideki. Thank you Hideki. Thank you, Hideki. I like no context. Okay, and just use a pic, use a picture of Yankee Stadium. Just find like a stock image, like 
Yankee Stadium. It, it also like image. emphasizes how long it's been since the Yankees have won a World Series. So I love thank you, Hideki. It's great. <laughs> thank you, Hideki. Yeah. Coop, we gotta get we gotta get Nate to cook up a graphic where a Yankee Stadium, but the only retired number is fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> it's the what is it, Legends Park that they have out in center field. Yeah, it's dumb, stupid, yeah. the only the only headstone is just like Hideki Matsui. <laughs> oh, I love the Hideki segment. This is great. I'm losing it. So tired. <laughs> just like there it's just like complete Yankee erase like history erase here. Like we're not talking about Mickey Mantle anymore. We're not talking about Derek Cheater. It's just like Hideki all the time. Hey, you gotta have a black and white TV yeah, to watch. Listen. Very quickly, very very quick before we wrap up. Did you guys see Aaron Boone was asked his Mount Rushmore of Yankees? Oh, what the? I don't care. It was horrendous. Well, I didn't he even had see it. A Rod yeah. and Judge on it with no mantle, yep. no Barra. No, that's no. Oh. I this is my new favorite. He should put list. himself on there. I love Aaron Boone. I'm so happy he hit that home He's, run in 2003. It has parlayed into so much Yankees pain, and they didn't even get a title out of that. Yeah, no, I no, I'm gonna let I'm gonna tweet out that like Aaron Boone has the ideal Yankee list now. This is it right here. His his four man Yankee Mount Rushmore. Ruth, Gehrig, Judge, Jeter. He's missing Johnny Damon on that list. So there's no Mariano? Jacoby Ellsbury? DiMaggio? Steven Drew. Steven Drew? Whoa. Whoa. No, dude. Steve oh Pierce? That was weird. That, that was, was weird. Really weird. Steve Pierce. People forget he was Jacoby the Yankees. Kevin Euclid. Franchi Cordero. David Wells. <laughs> no, that was great. That was a good that that felt really good how all the Yankees fans fell for the exact same Franchi thing that yeah. we fell for two times. Where it was like, this guy's huge. He's fan. athletic and he hits tanks. There's no way he's gonna slow down and fall off a cliff. And then he slows down and falls off a cliff. Beautiful. He's just got to go around the AL East doing that now. Yeah. He's got to do the Blue Jays and it's the like Rays. A hit he'll and he'll probably end up with the Rays. Uh, do the Orioles count? Oh my god! Orioles yeah, they count. count. Yeah, they count. Yeah, he's he's the Orioles. He played for the Orioles, Orioles. but yeah. he never he made it to a regular season game. Yeah, that's all right. He was with the Orioles. He's no Hideki. Right. Yeah. Not a Hideki yeah. guy. If it shows Certainly. up on his he's then he's he's an Oriole. Um, any final notes? We that was a fine. That was a long final note there. Thank yeah, you, no, Hideki. Yeah. That's my family. Thank you, Hideki. Hideki. The house I mean, Hideki yeah. built. Good, good uh, weekend series against Xander Bogarts and the ice cold San Diego Padres. Oh wait, one thing we didn't mention: yeah. James Paxton. He looked great. Dog. Oh, that's right. Friday, yeah. Big yeah. Pax. Pax attack. He looks like what? Twenty eighteen himself again. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. take it. Cross the fingers. Dog, we need that. Packed. We need that right now. Forgot that, we that he it. could look like that. It was awesome. Big Maple I was at a, showed up. All the sweetness. He's from Canada. I was at a, the Zach. I was at the Zach Bryan concert in line to yeah, get a drink. Okay, and I Man, look up on the thing, and, like, and I was, and I was like, oh my god! I was like, I forgot. Pax is pitching. Look up, dude. Yeah. At ninety-seven. Will you like, denounce Morgan Wallen right hell? now, sir? Sir, denounce Morgan Wallen. I'm not a Morgan Wallen guy. So okay, cool. Yeah. All right. On that note. I'm also not a Morgan Wallen guy. All right. Yeah. Admittedly. I don't know who that is. I've never even heard of it. No? Okay. So this is an, this is an anti-Morgan Wallen uh, podcast. Sign me up. I'm making and that pro note Hideki. Uh, Brad Folk, you know, Brad Folk can overrule that if he has Morgan the Wallen. The house on, that but... Hideki built. Yeah. All right. Absolute chaos to end <laughs> this episode.
Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you guys, what, m- Monday, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, all right. In, in yeah, the whatever. meantime, go Sox. Go Sox. Thank, Thank you, you Hideki. McFarlane.